Good morning. We've reached the midway point of March. It is the 15th of March here on Tuesday. We've got a full slate of NBA, college hoops, and hockey. It's a change from yesterday's light day where we went one and one. So let's jump into the NBA first. That's the easy one. There's not going to be any pregame, pre-tip-off plays. Brooklyn minus the points and Memphis minus the points are very appealing. Not enough to play. The NBA is unpredictable. It's almost a guarantee, almost a guarantee you'll get a better line on both of those if you wait. But if Memphis and Brooklyn roll from t- from the tip-off and miss out, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. I'd rather lose the, the uh, potential to place those bets rather than jump in on, with too many points, in my opinion. They, they both really should win the games, and they should cover, but we'll pass. So let's go to... I shall do hockey and then close it with the excitement around the college hoops. There's a lot in hockey to like. So Washington at home against the New York Islanders. Washington, minus 150 on the money line, but we're going to do half a unit. We're going to take half of it on the money line. So really only a quarter of a unit in the money line, full game. And we'll do half of it on the regulation line at plus 100. And then we'll go to Toronto and Dallas. Contrary to what people would think here, I'm going to go under six and a half in this game for half of a unit. Got uh, questionable goalie action, but Dallas and Toronto are both going to need to uh, tighten up their play in front of the goalies. So it's going to be more about that rather than the, the net itself. Also going to take Toronto at home at minus 140. That's hard to pass up. I'm not overvaluing Toronto. They're not they're not a Stanley Cup contender, regardless of again what popular opinion might be on that. Again, that's just one person's opinion, but they're not going to get into the Stanley Cup finals year. It's just not going to happen. No, especially partly because of those goalies. Uh but at home here, now they both lost a couple games in a row, so it's a bounce bounce back for both. I, I, you just got to take Toronto here, but it's half a unit. I will double down, if you will, the bet here. I'll take a same game parlay Toronto, full game money line and under eight and a half or plus 110. Now, you could argue that why you're taking full game money line under eight and a half. If it goes to overtime, it's a, it's a seven or a nine point game. And that's a valid point. Seven and a half is plus 138 and a half is plus 110. I'll take the plus money because... Toronto, if they win 6-2 to two in regulation, I still get this bet. Yeah, it'd be nice to get the puck line on there, but basically I'm hedging that number, and I'm getting plus money. That's the logic behind that. And then we'll go with Boston and Chicago. We'll take Boston for a half unit. We're going to do three ways on this. Again, it's only a half unit total. We'll take the full game money line at minus 167. Take the regulation line at minus 110. We'll take the puck line at plus 150. Give us the opportunity. Two things are being done here. Again, it's a half unit total for getting the opportunity to make some extra money with that puck line. We're also reducing the money line risk if Chicago at home should pull this off. So yeah, it's a convoluted way to get to the end result, but really it, it it's uh, aggressive and conservative at the same time. So there's logic behind it. We'll go with Detroit and Edmonton. Now Edmonton should uh, should spank the Red Wings here. So we'll take on the puck line at minus 105 for half a unit. That being said, 
I don't think it's 8.3 or something like that. I'm taking under 6.5 or half a unit. Then I'll go the same game, Parley Edmonton, full game money line, under 7.5, adjusted line at minus 110. Again, you know, the logic has been that uh, Edmonton and a team like Toronto, they just score, score, score. They don't have much defense. That's changing. I think it's going to change in Toronto tonight a little bit by necessity. Edmonton, I guess you could say by necessity as well, they've got questionable goalie play. Although Koskinen is confirmed in goal, and he's actually performing pretty well right now. So it's part of this play. But they're also emphasizing protection of the goalie because that's the only way they're going to advance into, well, make sure to get into the playoffs and then advance in the playoffs. They have to figure out how to use the goalies that they have and protect them as much as possible. And they should be able to do that against Detroit. All right. Uh, final game, Florida-San Jose will take under six and a half or half a unit. So we got three unders today overall, all, all six and a halves. We'll take a half a unit on Florida puck line at plus 105. And we'll go half a unit on Florida full game money line under seven and a half at minus 105. Those all have good return, expected return. Doesn't mean they're all going to win. I know it's <laughs> said a lot. Uh, every time there's a new listener, I always, you know, I, I'm assuming new listeners are coming in every day. Um, you, quite, you know, that first-time listener thinks, well, this guy, you know, he's giving me winners. Well, no, I can't give you all winners. I give you bets that have a higher possibility of winning than losing and then factoring in if I'm paying juice, like a Toronto at minus 140, it's got to be slightly better than a coin flip, right? Otherwise, you shouldn't play a minus 140 game. So you got to be getting up to the 60% chance of winning in a situation like that, where 150 would be fair value at 60%. So 140 would be playable game at 60%. And I give Toronto a 65% chance of winning that game, by the way. All right, let's get into college basketball where the excitement currently is in all of the betting world because it's March Madness. So uh, the games that are leans, these are leans and not official plays, would be VCU and Xavier minus the points. That's too much for me to give up. But I will give up three and a half points with Vanderbilt and take them. Belmont's no slouch. They've made, they've made some noise in the tournament before. But Vanderbilt, I don't think they're going to take this granted. Uh, yeah, they did really well in the SEC tournament, and maybe their Cinderella stories run out. I don't think so. I think they've got better athletes. Scotty Pippen Jr. is really coming alive here. I think they'll take care of business uh, against Belmont here. Now, that's obviously not, that's a NIT type game there, so uh, where's where we're at with Oklahoma and Missouri State. Again, same scenario. I don't, want to, I don't want to be accused of overvaluing the bigger conferences, but there is a reason. First of all, these teams, Missouri State obviously has a better record in Oklahoma, but look at the competition. Oklahoma's playing some pretty quality teams. Missouri State's no slouch. They've had a program for a while here that's surprised some people. But five and a half points is not enough for an Oklahoma team that likely, likely, wins this one fairly easily. So Oklahoma minus the points. And then finally, Colorado and St. Bonaventure, you know, ditto again. We've got, we've got a higher quality program, Colorado versus St. Bonaventure. 
But I think anyone who watches college basketball knows that St. Bonnie is not a slouch. They're a good program year in and year out. That being said, Colorado's a six-point team better. So I'll take the three-and-a-half line and go with Colorado. Now in the play-in games, you got two today. Um, I just don't like I, I like I like Texas Southern by four points over Texas A&M, uh, Corpus Christi. They're a three and a half point favorite. I don't know how that's worth playing. If you wanted to do something with a money line there, not a bad bet. Want to parlay it with something else? Not a bad bet. So if you want to do something on the other game? You got Indiana and Wyoming. I got it about a, a toss up here. So then that would indicate Wyoming plus the points. I won't be taking that play because I do believe Indiana is playing extremely good basketball right now. They went to the semifinals of the Big Ten, losing to Iowa by a three-pointer at the buzzer by Iowa, or right before the buzzer, I should say. You know, desperation. Desperation on the shot clock, right before the shot clock buzzer with just a fraction of time left, and then they couldn't get it done. Uh, of course, Iowa then went on to beat Purdue. So and you could argue, you wouldn't have to argue, you could say that the Indiana game was the tightest game for the Big Ten champion. That doesn't necessarily mean much because Iowa didn't win the regular season. It's not like they're the most dominant team in the Big Ten, but they're a force. Indiana played them very well. I do believe Indiana wins the game. I do. Uh, therefore, because I think Indiana wins the game, it's hard for me to take the team with the points yeah, you can go for the middle, which I've done, you know, I've tried before um, with middling success, nailed it in the Super Bowl and missed it on the last, whatever, a couple days ago. I took a middle. I, I got yeah, the Houston, Houston game. I got, fortunately, I took the Houston, I, I preferred Memphis, but I took Houston in the money line. And that basically mitigated half a loss on uh, Memphis. So there's, I guess you could say that was success, success in a way because I did like, uh, Memphis alone, and I would have lost a full unit on that instead of a half unit. Uh, so, yeah, I like Indiana to win. If you want to, you know, if you like to do a little risk, Indiana money line and uh, Texas Southern money line for the play-in games for the bigger tournament rather than the NIT and other games. Uh, so that would be my play there. And then advance, I would, I'm going to like Wright State tomorrow. And then in the other play, in the fourth playing game, Rutgers and Notre Dame. I would be leaning Notre Dame on that, but I think I'm going to have a hard time putting anything on that game at all one way or the other. Rutgers is undervalued. They've got great defense that's going to play well in that play-in game. That being said, Notre Dame should be the team that you would bet on. I will not probably, not probably will not take anything on that. I will be taking action on the right state, whether it's the spread or something with the money line. But I definitely like right state over Brian. Brian's no slouch. All right, so uh, again, Vanderbilt, Oklahoma, Colorado on the spreads. And if you're into the play-in game action, Texas, Southern, and Indiana, I believe will win and advance into the official tournament. Uh, if you had to play a spread, I'd play Texas Southern. If you have to play a spread, I'd take Wyoming. But again, because I do like the money line in Indiana, it's going to be hard for me to counteract the two. But I don't want to keep 
belaboring the point. You could do a middling type deal there where you take Wyoming plus the points and Indiana plus uh, or on money line, you might get both. And if but if Indiana covers, you're going to break even. If Wyoming wins outright, etc., etc., etc. So you have opportunity there, and it's a slim margin. You got four points. So a one, two, or three point Indiana win gives you two victories there. Otherwise, you're pushing. So that's my two cents worth on that. Best of luck.